0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthew.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio show on Community Radio 3CR. Thank you to uh, Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. We're proud to acknowledge the Yarrajuri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people powered radio. Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a weekly program on 3CR Community Radical Radio, and we're up about riding a bike sometimes riding electric bikes, micromobility, getting around without a combustion engine and your your stories and your journeys and adventures. And before I further go on, my name's Chris and today in the studio we have Davis who's from a gig workers hub down in the city and we're going to be chatting today about uh, they've got a fundraiser on, how the hub got started, and a lot more about what you should actually know about what goes on in a gig worker's life in terms of those, you know, you get your food delivered. Do you actually consider what goes into that? And do people have, you know, a fair dignity in labour? I've got those words right, but uh, yeah, have a consideration about what goes on. Getting gig workers, sort of, that sort of industry that's kicked off in the, just under the last, what, five or six years. Right, news and events now. Coming up, I believe, is another critical mass, and this is going out west. We have big problems going on with a certain road project out there, the Westgate Road Tunnel. Bike West are uh, putting on another event, and this is going to be for Friday, the 23rd of February, and at uh, 530 30. And that's going to be at the uh, traditional place where we all meet, which is the State Library of Victoria. Bike West is pleased to announce that Melbourne's first big critical mass of 2024 will be heading to Footscray. OK, cyclists of the West have put up with a lot of unsafe crap in the past year due to the construction of the Westgate Tunnel. We're going to take out some of our frustration by massing up and heading down Footscray or Don on Road. What route takes upon, depends upon whether Vic Roads reopens the Footscray Road or bike path by Friday the 23rd. You now, the SUP, the shared user path. When we cross the Maribong, we will be joined by residents of the Joseph Road apartment precinct. Together, we'll walk or ride very slowly in solidarity. This 600 metres to central Footscray, where we'll finish up in the mall for speeches, drinks and pizza. Very important pizza. The residents of the Josephs Road precinct have been campaigning for footpaths, pedestrian crossings and amenity improvements in their part of the world. From their apartments, they've witnessed a number of bike car collisions at Joseph's Road and tragically they witnessed the death of a young woman who was just trying to cross the road there. So combining our campaigns to for better streets, we hope to pressure our governments into providing people with walking and cycling infrastructure that's safe and fit for purpose. Bring your mates, bring your bells, bring your voice and help make Melbourne a better place to live. So that's coming up, not this Friday, but the next.
1: Davis... Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: So, uh, how was your role in this morning?
1: Uh, so, yeah, I, r- I ride an e-bike. It's a pretty lazy uh, way to get around. Um, but, yeah, a quick zip over from North Melbourne to – where are we? Collingwood? Oh, right Fitz-
0: oh Collingwood. Yeah. Right oh, on it, the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're right on the edge here because you've got, like, you know, um, just down here, it's um, Victoria Parade. So Yeah, but
1: th- that route's really nice because I get to cut through uh, the, the park, yeah. Um, so it's a good time.
0: So you're part of the Gig Workers Hub and, you know, you know stranger to 3CR. But, you know, just, just, just give us a quick rundown on what that is and where it's located.
1: Yeah. So I, I was a delivery worker. I, I do food delivery. I still am a delivery worker. I, I'm the person that shows up with the bag of food when you order it on the app. And I was one of a group of people who were like, well, we don't have uh, anywhere to go to the bathroom. We don't have anywhere to take a rest like you would in a regular workplace. Um, so why don't we start a place of our own? So uh, obviously, we didn't have any money. Um, so we we looked for free spaces where people would give us up some space for free. And uh, currently we're at um, a place called Microlabs. Uh, your listeners might be familiar with it. If they aren't, it's a, it's a space run by the city of Melbourne and they just use it for mixed purposes. Different groups can come and use it for different reasons. One of the groups that we share it with is um, a network gaming group where they just play fighting games against each other on computers. Um, but for a lot of the week, uh, we've been using it. So from... About 2 to 8 from Thursday till Sunday, uh, delivery workers can come in and they can uh, take refuge from uh, the heat, the wind, the rain, uh, somewhere to go to the toilet, somewhere to have a coffee, somewhere to sit down and have a chat and meet other workers. Pretty basic stuff, but it's just something they didn't have before and um, we've made it available to them.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing, gig workers. uh People would, you know, longer memory would be familiar with things like people being doing career bike sort of stuff. And there's, you know, there's various permutations of that and people kind of have spaces where they can meet. So
1: so the previous generation, you'd be talking about the bike messenger. They had a little velo cap. They drank espresso. They yeah they were cool and they were great and they had their own little culture and then they just disappeared and they got yep. replaced by all these apps. If you go to Sydney, yeah. you'll still see them. In Melbourne, they're like hens teeth. You really have to look around and try and find one.
0: This is fascinating stuff because you know, being you know old person. Um, that sort of thing from the 90s, 80s, 90s, and now we've got this gig culture. And I don't want to get into it, preempt it too much before we get into the interview proper, but it's. A bit of it's actually a big sign of how we undervalue labour, I believe.
1: Yeah, so on the on the user side as a customer, we downloaded the apps, we pushed a button and we got to watch a little person come to our house and deliver the food, and it felt great. It was really convenient, and you got some junk food, and there were new types of food, and it was all really fun, and there were discounts. Uh, On the other end, uh, it's a bit of a disaster. Um, So initially, they were offering lots of incentives to get users onto the app, and people were making quite a bit of money, and they didn't have enough delivery workers to service the orders, so you could really make quite a bit of money in the the first days. Um, And then they flooded it with too many drivers, too many riders, and now you've got a lot of riders uh, and delivery workers just sort of sitting around waiting. Um, so you'll see the the drivers, you'll just see them sitting around in McDonald's car parks, just doodling on their phone, doing nothing. Um, and the delivery workers who deliver on the bike and anyone who's been through the city or lots of different suburbs would have seen them. They're just lined, lining the streets, um, just sitting around in the sun, the wind, um, not doing anything, uh, you know, not contributing any sort of labour to the economy or anything like that and um, they're just going a bit batty waiting for orders.
0: This is fascinating stuff. I want to get into the interview proper after this announcement but I'm just kind of um, how people get set up in this industry and really the lack of support you've got. You know some people have yet you know, in terms of you hear stuff on you know, commercial radio of like, yeah, there's a delivery worker up on Westgate Bridge or something. And it's like, ha, ha, look at that. There's no, that symptom of these people have been thrown in the deep end and they're they're trying to earn a quid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the example Mm -hmm. with the Westgate is like they're they're using the cheapest technology solutions they can come up with. They're not providing any direct assistance. So there's no one you can call up on the spot and say, hey, I've taken a wrong turn, like back in the old days. Yeah. And these cheap technology solutions, like they're just using basic Google Maps and stuff like that, are sending people up onto the Westgate. And one of the reasons people are doing this as well is because they've migrated from other countries. They're not familiar with the road layout. And the map just tells them to go there. So they go, okay, and they just go there.
0: Good Lord. Okay. So after the break, I'm just going to talk a lot more about our... Yeah, you know, the, the, the developed or how it's developed since you know, COVID gave it a huge kick along because people didn't want to talk to each other and we had you know, lockdown orders <laughs> and stuff. So anyway, we'll have a chat to after the break.
1: If you're feeling the heat this summer, you're
0: not alone. Our wildlife becomes stressed and unwell more quickly in hot weather. Please keep an eye out for native animals this summer, especially during a heat wave. If you have a backyard,
1: balcony or courtyard, provide water and shade. Call wildlife Victoria on 8400 if you see wildlife in distress or for more information. To donate or volunteer, go to wildlifevictoria.org.au. Wildlife Victoria is a 3CR supporter.
0: You're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, broadcasting from Naram, Melbourne, Australia. And I'm chatting to Davis from the gig workers hub in Melbourne's or no, Melbourne's CBD now we were just chatting about um, you know people trying to do their job and getting lost because a lot of this the stuff that it's um, based upon is cheap and unrest you know really quite that that thing of like minimum amount of uh, expenditure for maximum amount of you know Output at the other, so we're, get, we're getting back to dignity and work here, aren't we?
1: Yeah, so uh, typically in a lot of jobs where there's a bit of downtime, uh, it's okay because you'd still get paid because you're either contracted for the whole day or you're getting paid per hour. Um, with these guys, uh, the companies have used the apps to as an innovation to just sort of uh, take all those costs back. So, yep. if there's five minutes there or 15 minutes there, where either maybe you're waiting at the restaurant for a bit for the order or you had a bit of trouble with your bike or you're stuck at a traffic light, they're sucking all of those costs back. So where previously you get paid for that, now you aren't. And we're being told that's an innovation. Um, for the workers, uh, not so good. Uh, it's a lot of wasted time. It's it's very bad on the soul. Um, and at the end of the week, for the amount of time that you spent, you haven't made as much money.
0: Yeah, because I could think in the last week, Oh, so I was seeing something. I think it was a um, delivery worker in Sydney talking about it. it was actually kind of working in reverse in terms of not not even making the living wage.
1: Yeah, so uh, there there are different ways of doing it. I mean, if you can find somewhere comfortable to wait, somewhere like the gig hub, like at home yeah. or in a car or something like that, you know, you can spend the time that way. But a lot of people they they do have to go to where the restaurants are. So we've got people there catching the train from like the outer suburbs with their bike. They're coming all the way in. Um, they're going to where the restaurants are and then they just log in and they wait and they wait and then they wait. And sometimes they might wait for an hour, two hours, three hours. Like, uh, over summer, it's been particularly bad when it's, when it's summer, the demand goes down and, uh, there's still the same amount of drivers because they don't manage that in any way. They just let the drivers log in and out whenever they want. So
0: there's no roster. There's no oversight there.
1: Yeah, it's a a free – DoorDash has a slightly similar system, but Uber Eats basically, they just let people log in and out, which is convenient and does give them a sense of control. But what it results in is too many people being logged in, Hmm. too many people competing for the same amount of orders. And if the amount of orders goes down, it gets even worse. So currently lots of people are grinding for six hours a day. They're either, like, sitting out in the sun or whatever, and for that period of time they might only be making, like, 50 bucks.
0: Whoa. Can you see um, a solution here? Or is this the way it's just going to play out? Yeah, the industry wants, you know, whatever the um, service provider, if you want to call it that, um, who's the intermediary between, you know, food. We are the people who package up an app to get your food to you. We then transmit that to these people. I know that's a. Can you see anywhere like there was what well, there was an app here in Melbourne where people were getting a living wage and it didn't last that
1: long. Uh, Milkrun, Mil- Mil- that's it. Yeah, I, I could I could talk about Milkrun. I did their training and that was a, a a weird company. Um, they were trying to do the right thing with the hourly pay, mm. um, but there is a reason they they kind of failed with that. Um, a okay. lot a lot, lot of mismanagement on the other end. Uh, okay. In my in my opinion, um, mm. but uh, yeah, the the work could be managed better and more efficiently and if you did it that way you could provide a continuous stream of work for a worker and you could pay them an hourly rate um, there is enough work to do that um, but it's not being managed that way it's just being managed on a you know what I could say is just like an anarcho-capitalist basis where it's oh,
0: so you just went there yeah, yeah. It's, it's ad hoc it's to their advantage it's anarcho-capitalism um, yeah because it we're all familiar with anarcho syndicalism or something like that, but um, it's 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 all ANCAPs. and they don't want to pay uh, another person to do their rostering and stuff. Because I know this from older versions of telcos and things like that, where you know you actually had someone who sat there and did the roster. so everyone got an equal amount of pay and everyone,
1: you know. Well, well ideally, mm-hmm. with the technology, they don't want to do anything at all, so no. they run it on autopilot. It just does its thing. If workers get work or don't get work, that's just what happens to happen for the day. And there's no one managing it on the other end. It just runs.
0: So you've brought up we've it, brought up the thing of Milk Run without trying to run that down. But you learnt some interesting stuff from that. What could the industry do? You know, do you want to speak to that or is that a bit awkward?
1: Uh Oh, uh, no, it's not not awkward at all. It's basically like if you take a a more conventional delivery company, like, um, you know, pick on someone like Australia Post or FedEx or Toll or someone like that, Mm. on their end what they do is they just manage the deliveries efficiently so they have enough deliveries per worker to justify uh, the work that they're doing for their time, and then they pay them on time instead of per delivery. Um, Having said that, there are lots of contractors being subcontracted by these companies, but it is managed more efficiently in a way where they are making... Some kind of you know hourly rate, as opposed to just sitting around and waiting for a five dollar order here or there. Uh, So it is possible Um, they're just choosing not to do it because it's cheaper.
0: And again, uh, oh, I can remember some things about toll, but yeah, uh, it's. I just had this great train of thought, and it just dropped out of my head like a Monday morning when you've only had one coffee, (laughs) yeah, a few more. Let's get on to... Yeah, okay, that was it. I've uh, previously reached out to the TWU to have a chat, you know, the Sydney chapter, because Melbourne doesn't want to talk to anybody who's a bit, you know, seems a bit... um Whatever, because uh, we had some interesting things down here going back two years ago when there was a so-called pause on um, building bicycle infrastructure in the city of Melbourne in June 2022. And the, the Victorian chapter, of the, uh, what I'm saying is the Transport Workers Union, were in opposition. And it was very interesting.
1: Interesting that you brought that up. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that.
0: And I was trying to have a chat to a, the Sydney side of it because they seem to have a bit more organised uh, or they tend to, or, you know, they've got more media out there, I should say. And where I was going with, with this is, like you're saying about, you know, anarcho capitalism sort of thing. What happens with those other forms of delivery workers, you know, the Australia Post, Toll, whatever? Invariably, okay, the subbies in it, but they're unionised.
1: Yeah, and they get they get enterprise agreements. Those enterprise agreements offer the minimum conditions, and that's that's where a lot of those workers are now. They didn't, they weren't previously. They were on sort of per delivery rates, um, but that's where you can get to. Um, uh, yeah, the union has done a bit of a weird one with the bike lanes in the city. And I, yeah. I'm a member of the union and I've definitely shared my opinion with that on them. Um, how they got there is a bit is a bit weird and we we can get into that if you want. Um, but uh, they, I mean, they did have a bit of a win with these new gig reforms. So they have poured a, poured a lot of resources into that. Um, so they're closing the loopholes bill. Um, so this will enable uh, contractors like myself to be part of the Fair Work Act which means we can go through the process of getting minimum conditions that way. Um, I, I'd prefer to do it on a more sort of you know agitated union basis, but they've gone this other road.
0: That's fascinating in terms of how much do you think the so-called you know, food delivery sector would put up with that sort of thing before um, organising, before they find another way to disrupt it? Or do we just have to keep agitating?
1: Uh, I, I think they've run out of road so if, if the contractors are if the contractors are in the fair Work act there's really not much else they can do unless they like somehow outsource to another country which is not possible because it's a physical job that has to be in a location you know what I mean um, so yeah the, they, they are a bit captured by the new legislation which is good um, and it means they'll it means the contractors will have access to a process that might be similar to a bargaining process that employees and casual workers get
0: yeah it's all like um in the last week, again, getting back to some um, industrial relations sort of stuff, which is the yeah you know, that thing that's come through the right to disengage. Um, I, I
1: have too much of that right, so I'm a little bit too disengaged, and I'm not getting <laughs> I'm not getting paid for that time. But yeah, I'm totally it's on, a
0: totally a different industry. I'm totally
1: on, on board with the whole right to disconnect stuff. Um, that, that's great. I know
0: I know it as a vol, and like i I've, what I do is just basically I just self exclude after about you know a certain time yeah cuz yeah as a volunteer you don't get paid for a lot of stuff and and you're just so yes so used to going like, oh, I'm watching the news but I'm still working
1: yeah so one thing I'd really like yeah. to see which could yeah. could come out of you know reforms is um this affects casual workers and it's affecting me in the same way but we're bas- we're not getting we're getting asked to be available and we're not being reimbursed for the availability. So yes. w- when I worked at call centres, I'd have to give my availability for the next week, which would exclude me from being able to give my availability to anyone else. Yep. And then I wouldn't get any shifts, and then I wouldn't get paid for that time that I made myself available. And that's that's happening in this industry as well. So I'm peddling out to the city. I'm making myself available for six hours, but I'm only getting like two hours of work. Um, so something we'd really like to see in the uh, fair work, uh, outcome, if we can get it, uh, is uh, getting reimbursed for that time that we're spending, uh, sitting around and waiting. Um, so some kind of, you know, minimum, it, it may not necessarily be a minimum wage, but it could be some sort of reimbursement per hour for the time when we're not receiving deliveries.
0: Right. So if people want to find out more about what's going on with fair work, where, what what uh, where would you point them to if they want to find out more about what's happening with this is it legislation being read in Parliament, or oh,
1: it's it's all in the news. So okay, all yep. the all the all the news channels are covering it. Mm. Um, also, yeah, the TW are all over it. So if you go to any of their media channels, they're they're going on about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So the point of the interview today, because I was fascinated by it, is that UK. Okay, you said in the intro you're talking about you're setting up the hub, and you've been in the industry for what 2017, which is veteran. Yeah, <laughs> and. The point is you've got a fundraiser.
1: Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So we've been running the hub. We've got a nice little stream of visitors coming in. We've got heaps of public support. So every 30 seconds I hear someone outside the door, and I'm not making this up, I hear the same thing over and over again, which is people looking at it going, oh, that's good. It's good that people have this. So every everyone loves it. No one doesn't love it. Everyone wants to see it continue. Mm-hmm. Um, the workers that are using it uh, kind of need it, and we, we, need, we need help. Uh, getting the word out and recruiting more more workers and providing them with more services. So we've got really basic setup. We'd love to have like a better coffee machine and um, you know better repair facilities and stuff like that. And we also um, we're going to have to move location in April. So we 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 have a new location, um, but we just have a bit of bit of a funding shortfall. So we're applying for grants here and there. But it'd be really great if we could get a more secure source of funding, and we could get that from people. Um, if people want to make sort of micro contributions or we might set up a, a regular giving scheme. But at the moment, we've just got a uh, a fundraising round. Uh, it's just through GoFundMe. Um, so if you go to, if you just Google GoFundMe gig workers hub, it'll pop up. I don't have the actual address here, but you'll find it.
0: Yeah, I'll pop it into the podcast description.
1: Yeah. And we'll take whatever. You just want to give us five bucks. That's fine. Mm. If you're a rich person, you want to give us a big bag of money. We'll take that too. That's, that's great.
0: So yeah, in terms of outreach, do you um, just Chat to people on the job, you know where people are meeting, that sort of thing. Or do you have, you know, like um, some literature in different languages and stuff like that that you can get to people? Uh,
1: in terms of promoting it at workers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. um, sometimes it's just standing outside the hub. We're right on Burke Street, so sometimes it's just standing outside the hub, waving your arms and being like, "Hey, come in." Um, mm. uh, one thing that helps is workers telling other workers. So Good. a lot of these, a lot of these guys, a lot of them are guys, um, hang out. At particular spots. So we've got the Hungry Jacks guys, we've got the Guzman and Gomez guys. They hang outside and that's where yeah. they like to wait. Um and they all get to know each other, they all speak similar languages, and then yeah. they they start chatting and they tell each other. So yeah. friends bring friends, that's good. Um we've hit a sort of limit of what we can do with that. Um and we're we're trying all sorts of stuff. So yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get an app, we'll hand out some flyers. Because that's like the that. thing,
0: sometimes you like you know, there's this thing from you know, from my perspective, like you know, I'm all all you know, look like a white Anglo, and I think I know. It's like no, you don't. Melbourne is an incredibly diverse
1: place. Well, yeah. a, a lot yeah. of the people, a lot of the people we're working with are migrants. when, yeah. they, when yeah. they when they come here, they're, they're extremely humble, so they're very grateful to be here, and they don't want to cause any trouble. And they worried about
0: they shouldn't be taken advantage of.
1: Exactly, but that's why they're taken advantage of. And how that affects the hub is when they come in, we're Mm. like, hey, there's free stuff and you can eat this food and you can use the toilet. They kind of look at it and they kind of don't believe it. They're like, really, for me? I don't think this is for me. So it's been really hard to get people to break through that. Yeah, that's Um, fascinating. Yeah, it's just humility. They're just like, oh, this isn't for me. I can't have free stuff.
0: Yeah, because, you know, the other end of it, I'm just so sick to death and some things that I deal with, deal with aspirational types, and it's just like... Mate, you're lucky. You are so lucky. I mean, I mean, Australia, we could do a lot better in terms of sharing our wealth and the rest of it, but there's so many other things I just go, I, I'm, you know. But i just got a question for you because I'm, I'm out in the yeah, out in the inner north and I see a phenomenal amount of delivery workers also like further out in the up west. On, up I'm, on High Street yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any, any kind of like, talk of another hub or another um, kind of thing to help people out?
1: There's certainly talk of another hub. Everyone that we say, everyone the, I, talks about every, it. Every everyone everyone we've spoken to the council, trades hall, whoever, they all go, "Oh, we could build, we could build twenty of these." And but at the moment, the problem is, well, we we just want to fund one for now, and if we can secure the funding oh, for yeah, yeah, one, yeah. we can start talking about a second one.
0: Because I could just see, like, they need somewhere to hang out. Um, like they may have, like you're saying, where they're around their f- the food retail things, are where they are, where these people are waiting for work, or this is their their set up business. But um, you know, I see. You know, groups of half a dozen, a dozen, in areas where it doesn't seem to be a food outlet there. So you know, it's just that thing of um, okay, it's a it's a pretty vibrant and a changing sort of uh, industry as well. But it'd be great to have these like drop in hubs for people where they know they can go to get water, the toilet, um, help.
1: Totally. Yeah. Um, and the the hub that we've got on Burke Street. I mean, its coverage is only you know whoever happens to be within you know 100 200 metres, because there's only so far people are willing to go to drop in um so we're only covering a small uh, the group of workers that are in the city so we're not really help there's we're not really helping people that are in Northcote, like you say yeah, or over it's... in Richmond or Footscray mm. so we would need more hubs if we wanted to increase the coverage
0: and also like with the hubs do you have things like you can you have know, further information as I was getting on to you have things in different languages that uh, people can uh, link into you know, like wraparound services or anything like that that they may need because you know that's thinking the obvious thing is injuries and near misses and stuff. Yeah, you know, can you help people with that because that, that can be very difficult to navigate for some people?
1: Uh, yeah, so the the languages is a tough one. Um, mm-hmm. Translating stuff um, is uh, quite a task. Um, so we've got we're tapped in with the migrant workers centre. <sighs> well, and they've said they'll help us as much as they can. They've got flyers there in different languages that people can read and they can call up the migrant worker center and get referred to maybe some legal help or just some advice on the phone or something like that. And we're also connected with JobWatch, which is a community legal center. Um, I'm not sure what their language services are like, but I'm sure if you're caught up in a different language, they, they've they got a service where they can find a way. Um, yeah, we've also got you know flyers for the union and stuff like that. Um, they've got all sorts of language groups uh, involved with them. So we'd prefer to have our own fully set up, you know, translated everything. I know, um, but it's
0: just something I'm looking at kind of like working towards if you.
1: That's what we're working yeah, towards, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll get there. Um, mo- most of the people that are coming in at the moment speak uh, uh, sort of uh, Hindi, uh, Arabic, uh, Urdu. Yes, um, they're from the Urdu. like Pakistan, India, yeah. places like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so in closing, we've just got a few moments left. You better say the URL of that uh, fundraiser again.
1: Yes, please. Um, so, if you go to uh, gigworkers.org.au, that's our main website. Everything we have is there. If you just want to, you know, read about us or get in touch or send us an email, uh, it's all there. Um, if you just want to go straight to the fundraising page, I, I don't have the URL on me, but if you just type in the search bar, just mm. gigworkers hub, uh, GoFundMe you'll find that you can drop us a bit of money. It
0: was the first thing that went into my search engine of choice and it just popped straight up. So your SEO is working really nicely.
1: Thanks. Yeah, we've, (laughs) we've had a bit of a crack at that.
0: Okay. Public transport's
1: great. What's not great is that unless you've got a radio with you, you can't listen to the 3CR when you're on it. Until now. The Community Radio Plus app lets you listen to us wherever you are. Get on board and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps.
0: Okay, we are just got to finish up today. Um, you've been listening to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR. We've been, uh, I think, on air since 2008, 2009. And um, I should have some more news and events, but I uh, just had a bit of a mess around with my phones this morning. Davis, what do you think is going to happen this week? Any? Uh, uh, give us an overview. Of what you think? You think your week's going to be like?
1: Oh well, so I'm going to do about. Uh uh, maybe 20 hours of deliveries yeah. and I'll probably get paid for about, I don't know, seven of them. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, I, I, I have a unique situation where I kind of, I kind of log in at home and I put my feet up and do other stuff in between deliveries. Um, I'm a bit fortunate that way. I live near a McDonald's and stuff.
0: Ah, yeah. Yep. Mm.
1: So I'll do a lot of that.
0: Yeah. And there's, yeah, we've got, um, look, we've got three days of Melbourne summer. Woohoo! Mm, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> not, not, not so good in the heat.
0: No, but yeah, that's kind of giving people an overview of what, What happens when you kind of get your app and you just want some food and it's not magic? There's a lot of work, a lot of labour goes into getting your uh, convenience.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, if you feel like tipping these people, you can. I don't really believe in tipping as a solution for everything, but I'll take your money if you give it to me. That's fine. But, yeah, um, instead donate it to the Gig Workers Hub. That's my advice, yeah.
0: So, yeah, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate um, having a studio guest because yeah
1: I appreciate it thank you very much
0: and I hope you have a really good week on, out there on the road
1: <laughs> yeah hopefully will drop in again
0: so uh, all us uh, broadcasters and announcers and stuff on 3CR we're all volunteers and the station is kept on uh, kept on air by your donations and subscriptions so go to 3cr.org.au and look for subscribe donate and or any fundraisers coming up and help keep 3CR on air up next is SheBot Volleyball Black Book. And I should have this up uh, as a podcast real soon. And you can also listen on demand and via the uh, community radio app. See you in about a fortnight or you'll be listening to me in about a fortnight.